The PR Moment Podcast, your weekly insights into what's hot and what's not in public relations and communications. Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. This week, I'm interviewing Three Monkeys Zeno Chief Monkey Angie Moxham as part of our series of one-to-one interviews with some of the most senior people in UK PR. Angie's career is an interesting story because, simplistically, she's built one company, lost it, and then built another one. Angie, welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Thank you, Mr Smith. Let's start at the beginning, shall we? You went to Oxford and then went to work for Lafarva Communications. You don't sound like the stereotypical Oxbridge student. How did you find it there? <laughs> um, you know, I was blessed. To, I got a scholarship from a state school up in the northeast of England. I met lots of very clever people. Uh, very posh people. I was contemporary of Cameron, Boris Johnson, George Osborne, the Millibands, um, made friends for life, um, struggled having been top of everything, suddenly being not, because <laughs> there were way more clever people there than me. Had an affair with my tutor after I graduated, so Oxford has become my home. My word. So, so when you say you were, did you know all those people at, univers- at Oxford at the time? Or, um... I knew Bojo, yeah. Right. Uh, and and what, what what course did you study at Oxford? What did you do? English, right. English Lit and Lang. Um, and then you graduated, and then you went to work for Lafayette Communications. What, what happened there? How did that go? Because you, you end up ended up being MD, but presumably you didn't march straight in on day one being MD. No, no. I mean, I started life out in radio, writing, producing radio commercials, then moving into speech, and then journalism, like news, hard news. Then went to work for the NHS as an in-house press officer, best gig ever, Broadmoor Hospital. Two trustees, Princess Diana and Sir Jimmy Savile, go figure. Goodness me. Uh, then went to Lefebvre, and Lefebvre was then co-owned by two ladies who'd uh, got together. They got divorced. I was running a lot of the accounts, got headhunted out to go to Superdrug as their first head of comms. And then my ex-boss, Joy Lefebvre, asked me to come back, gave me half equity and asked me to run it so she could have a bit of a well-deserved break. Um, Took it from 800k to 4.2 mil in about four years. It was great. Had some brilliant people. I mean, I'll shout out, for example, Chris Hydes, who now runs MNC Saatchi PR, uh, one of my best uh, colleagues, Evs. Phoned him on day one of Three Monkeys and said, come and run it with me, love. (laughs) But he wouldn't. And then you, so you set that up, and you were, you you ended up being F, MD there. Yeah, um, co-owner and MD. And then what happened was we were overexposed to one client BT uh, across a, a very broad spectrum of their business. But the unthinkable, as it often does, happened. And uh, Hatchet Man came in, wanted one agency to service five million quid's worth of business back in the day. And we were, there was a pitch, we came second to Fishburn Hedges who took it. I had to make really the worst um, moments of my career to date, make 15 very talented people redundant. Um, At that point, um, Joy wanted me to buy her out. I didn't want to take that risk. Uh, We ended up very stupidly falling out. And the business was sold in a fire sale for a quid. We'd made good money by being profitable. I mean, 35 to 50% profitability for many years but um and then I was offered uh the option to I think they gave me offered me a third of a million to work a year's earn out but I didn't really like the company I sold to 
uh, at all. Um, so I decided instead, the day after selling Lefebvre, to set up Three Monkeys on my own from my attic, starting again. Wow. Which is a lot of energy when, you, when you've been through what you've been through there. To suddenly go back into startup world is, um, is no mean feat, is it? What, what did you learn uh, from your time at Lefebvre um, that helped you build Three Monkeys? I mean, listen, I was blessed with great clients, great people. Um, I'm a relationship uh, practitioner, so I think doing great work is pretty much a hygiene factor mostly. So it's about the relationships you build and nurture and grow with your team, with your clients, with influencers. I think what I learned at the time was, I mean, I'd made more money, to be honest, out of property than consultancy. (laughs) And what I realised, my dad's uh, a chartered surveyor, still at 81, um, that I was quite a good businesswoman as well as a good PR consultant. But most of all, if you invest in people and really make the effort to build those relationships um, authentically, then you can't really go far wrong. OK. Um, but, and you started... Well, well, Three Monkeys has always sort of had a reputation as a, as a consumer shop, but I know that's something that you, you don't quite agree with, and it's... It, in a way, you, you, you got that reputation possibly because of the type of work you were doing rather than a sort of strategic plan? I don't know. No, I mean, to be honest, uh, my first gig was um, a trade account and then the second gig was rebranding Lincolnshire County with BJ Cunningham, a dear friend who's guy behind Death Cigarettes and the Light and Tobacco Company. Um, I think the reason the perception was consumer was because of the brand. I mean, Three Monkeys is a very... was in its day, most agencies are so-and-so's name and so-and-so's name and I didn't want my name associated not because I'm not proud of my Moxham roots I'm hugely proud but I felt that there was um, an opportunity in the uh, industry to build a really interesting brand and Three Monkeys was the one I chose rooted in many things Um, but it sounds very consumery and therefore people perceived it to be so, in the same way that after we won Microsoft very early on, like a massive win for such a small agency, brave client, brave agency, that people then started to perceive us as more of a tech agency, which, you know, we've done everything. I mean, I'm, I've, there's literally, if I was on Have I Got News For You, I would know every single title, including Plastic and Rubber Weekly. Maybe that's a theme for another podcast. Um, just talk to me a bit about the, the Three Monkeys journey. Um, you know, has it been a linear path or has it been a, there been a few ups and downs along the way? I mean, you know, we've we've grown. Uh, we grew exponentially early on, which is easy when you're going from naught to 50 to 100. But, you know, there have been some challenging times. Um, you know, there was a time when we could have gone out of business because we over-leveraged. Um, against... was, that, was that in the early days or...? It was sort of halfway through against my better judgment, but you know, um, but you know, we came through that, and because we've somehow managed to uh, maintain and retain a great reputation based on brilliant, the brilliant monkeys that I've managed to attract over the years, and brilliant clients uh, carried on winning awards. Um, we've we've weathered the the storms. I mean specifically we took on an office that was way uh, beyond our means as I felt at the time but I was persuaded otherwise and uh, that was challenging but luckily you know we carried on growing to mitigate against that debt. Well you won't be the first PR firm that has um, had a a good few years and then got to to an expensive an office and and then struggled afterwards. It's a strange theme that seems to repeat itself um, intermittently shall we say um you 
what, what do you think are the biggest challenges to building a PR firm? I think it's talent, Is you it? know, recruiting talent. There's lots of talent out there, but talent that's appropriate to your brand. So, you know, a monkey, and now a monkey xenoid, um, it's a specific type of person who is not only talented, intelligent, curious, passionate, etc., but also has the courage to be themselves and to speak their truth. Um, so talent, I think, is, is always a challenge. And also, I suppose, getting good clients because, you know, sometimes the biggest brands that you really would salivate over working with sometimes are the least interesting because for whatever reason they're at a point in their journey not ready to really take the risks or you know push push the envelope in a way that we would want to with them sure well, i suppose it's one of the things that you've you've done over the years you've had some big wins haven't you um yeah. you know there must be what are the secrets to to winning those types of big clients is there a, is there a, a couple of things that you think you've centered on that have done it over the years or has it just been I don't know, the creativity of the pitch. I think uh, where, where we operate brilliantly and best is either challenger brands, so new entrants wanting a disproportionate share of voice, or tired old brands who need to rediscover their mojo and therefore probably become challenger brands. I mean, for me, it's the brand-centric thinking. So Microsoft was an immense win. I mean, we were literally, I can't remember, maybe only 25 people were up against all the big boys and um, literally went in just with a thought I had looking at the brief, which was Microsoft had become macro hard. They needed to go back to the future, look at the founding fathers, that lovely entrepreneurial spirit, stop beating themselves up, as they perhaps were at the time, and not be daddy in the disco with Google and Apple. And, you know, their trust and familiarity scores were through the roof. And that was a massive platform to build on. And we did. And they've been an amazing client. We've done some of our very best work with them. Very blessed. What did you learn from your time at the fair that helped you then, second time around, build a bigger agency, I guess? Um, I don't know. My, my mantra's always been to the best work with the best people for the best brands and be true, you know, be authentic and true to your... You know, don't. I've always told clients what I think in a in a constructive way, and um, if they want to hear that, great. Let's let's chat further. If not, maybe we're not the best people to work with. But you know, just be really confident. Allow your people in your team to to you know empower them to um, to be themselves and give great advice. Uh, recruit from a diverse background that matters. Um, but yeah, ultimately, just be true to what you really believe in. Uh, rather than you know just tell brown nose or tell a client what you think they want to hear because that's that's not a consultancy. Okay, um, and you've well a, a few years ago now you you sold uh, three monkeys to, to Zeno, part of the Edelman Group. Um, how did that sale manifest itself? Because it seems to me it's always hard because on the one side you're you're negotiating people who in the end you're going to work with, so it's it's always a a difficult process to go through. Yeah, it was about 18 months ago, just over. I mean, I was on record of saying I'm never going to sell this business. Um, circumstances, various things meant that it felt like the right thing to do um, to give three monkeys, which we did have an international network that Christine, my MD, had diligently built over the years. But we didn't have a true global footprint. And if we were going to sell, there'd only be one uh agency or group that we'd sell to which would be an independent as in you know the DJE group 
Zeno's um, values and positioning in the market were very uh, similar to ours. And it wasn't a one-night stand. We courted, like, proper courtship for about a year. Right. And it was it was the best deal for the business. And um, and I'd say it was probably a A-star a case study in how you do it. Um, and I think if you just look at what's happened since the deal, as in globalising or taking pan-European some of our key accounts, uh, we've demonstrated why it was the, the right thing for the business. Okay. And just drilling into that, an A-star case study of how to do it, in what respect? In, in... Well, in the respect of, uh, because the cultures were so close, it meant that churn of, of team, churn of clients has been virtually zil. I mean, there's been a little bit, but nothing significant. I think a lot of times these mergers, acquisitions go completely wrong because it's all about the money. And my view is, listen, you do great work with great people, with great brands, the money follows. I've never been uh, bothered about the money. Um, I've been bothered about doing great stuff, and I think that's where uh, the thing went right. It, it's never been about the numbers. It's been about a shared passion and a shared vision for what good looks like. And by good, I mean integrated comms now born out of PR. Okay. And finally, what does the future hold for Angie Moxon then? <laughs> Talk to my boss, <laughs> Barbie. Oh, do you know, I every day get up and something excites me. I love doing the job I do. I love meeting people. I love the intellectual, the creative, the emotional challenge, the rational challenge of everything I do. So we'll see. Um, I mean, I'm I'm committed to making sure the legacy of Three Monkeys is in a place it needs to be in, given all the sweat, blood and tears <laughs> um, it's, um, it's, it's taken and um, my three little monkeys, my children along the way, to honour them as well as my team, many of whom aren't with me now but who still remain. There's a, a Three Monkeys international network of people who stay in touch. We've, we've had babies and marriages, we've had all sorts of uh, amazing things that we've spawned as well as great award-winning work. Brilliant. Angie Moxham, Chief Monkey at Three Monkey Zeno. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moments podcast. To keep up to date with what's happening in public relations and communications, subscribe to the PR Moment podcast in iTunes or at prmoments.com slash podcast. prmoments.com, exploring the evolution of public relations. This PR Moment podcast was produced by broadcast PR specialist, Shout Communications.